Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first name. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. And every week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, books, and all the good stuff again. And we drink lots of coffee. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Yeah, I got an espresso machine. Well, it was given to me. I was Great. going to buy a, an espresso machine because I envy those around me. And I, mm-hmm. someone reached out and said, I have an extra one. Do you want it? Turns out I did. Uh, yeah. Do you know what it's like having Starbucks right in your kitchen? Like right there? Yes. You know I have an espresso machine. You used it last time you were here. I know that. But it, 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 I didn't understand. I didn't understand that you could have coffee like four or five times a day. Like every time your little brain goes, ooh, wouldn't it be nice to have some coffee right now? It's just right there. Like I've had yeah. way too much coffee. I can't stop myself. I'm like, but it's right there. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sound yeah. like I sped you up just a tiny bit in post. So if I'm those gonna... listening are, bl- are thinking, what's up with Pete? Why did he speed Fabian up? No, yeah. that's her yeah. natural tempo today. I got to go to a halfway house, which I call England, where they only serve tea. Because I got to kick this coffee thing, you know? Eh, no, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a big coffee person, as you know. I know, and you um, do it in moderation. <sighs> I do. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, know what I, I don't know. do in moderation? The Golden what? Bachelor. Oh, okay. It's down mm-hmm. to two ladies. I heard about this. And he won't stop crying. Our, <laughs> our darling Gary just won't stop crying. Um, How can he possibly choose? This is a woman he's going to spend the rest of his life with in a perfectly natural, organic yeah. setting where yes. he's fallen in love with two women in a perfectly normal way that people do. It's uh, hard. He's He has to choose Leslie because Teresa is a lovely lady, but there's such a sad desperation in her big bug eyes. So wait a minute. I thought Teresa went home. She didn't. No, it's down oh. to Leslie and Teresa. And which one's Leslie? Is she with the, the long, dark hair? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. That's it's a tough gotta choice. be her. They have good chemistry and and she has toned down since her first, like, look at me, I'm a dancer, dancer. Like, that's gone. And she's just a real woman with a wonderful family and and oh, a lot of heartbreak okay. in her past. So I want this to work out for her. And okay. uh, But the women tell all was hilarious because they kept, you know, as they do on reunion shows, they kept interrupting each other. But on this show, they did it to be nice. And they would be like, no, I'm going to cut you off. You are a spectacular person and you're stunning inside and out. And you need to know that. they They are all in love with each other. It was the loveliest thing. I think I told you that off mic and now no I said you it. didn't oh i didn't okay no mm-mm. now That's i said great. it for all to hear it's really inspiring and they yeah. all say one of the women said it gary said it that now the world sees us one of the women said once you raise your kids you're done society finds you invisible you just don't matter anymore and Mm-hmm. Now we matter again. We've shown the world we need adventure and love and attention. And it was really, that is what was behind this. I'm sure ABC wanted to give them all visibility and get ratings. Uh-huh. But the ratings yeah. are through the roof. So screw you world who wanted to dismiss people in their 60s. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody, I don't think that you're invisible just because you're not on TV. But 
I do understand no, the narrative that, of women. These people felt that yeah, in their lives. I, I know. And they're wrong. They should have just called me and had me over for coffee. <laughs> you know, all I mean? about the coffee. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I know that that's a narrative that people have. And it's like makes a lot of people on my special day, you know, when you go eat another year around the sun. I'm just saying that it makes you think about like all of the negative things that there are a lot of negative things about getting older. And I, I say bupkis to all of them. I, I, I don't, I don't like that, that narrative, but I know if that's, you're saying that's their experience, but like, right, right. it's, um, yeah, but I'll let I, you have this cause it's your birthday. Yeah. But I yeah. want to piss all over it because I you, hate getting older, but okay. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I love it. <laughs> you're not doing it. I am. I'm yeah. doing it for you and I'm having the time of my life. Uh, I truly love it. I have uh, jowls and a turkey neck. So there are things about it that I am not happy about. But you you have neither of those things. And maybe the next time we see each other. In fact, tonight we're having a, a glass of wine tonight. Yeah. You can rub your jowls and turkey neck all over my belly. My <laughs> floppy your belly fupa? that's happening. Yeah, my fupa. Get in there, girl. Oh, we'll come. It'll be great. You were worried that people at the restaurant wouldn't like us singing The Power of Two by the Indigo Girls because yeah. once we have yeah. a few sips of wine, we tend to sing. Yeah. So could we maintain <laughs> our harmonies whilst rubbing my jowls on your fupa? Absolutely we can. And do you see what I mean about how we're not invisible? No, thank you. Right? Am I right? You just have to well, look see, at things I'm the gonna right way. I'm going to check in on you in 15 years when you're the age of the ladies on The Golden Bachelor because you're not yet. Uh, you're still young and hot. I'm a spring chicken. It's going to be fabulous. I can tell you already. It's going to be fabulous. Well, we know we're not going to be living together. We will be neighbors with a romantic bridge in between. We established that a couple of episodes <laughs> ago. So that's nice. True. Well, thank you for the update. I like the Bachelor mm-hmm. update. Golden Bachelor update. One that's more episode good. and then we know. Um, I started I started a show that I, I'm pretty sure you're going to hate. So Great. A, yeah, but I'm not going to assign it to you because I know you're going to hate it. And I'm past the days of being mean. We're getting, you know, we only have a few episodes left in the season. And I don't want to be mean to you, but I'm going to tell. I'd be curious if any of the other Fandies have watched The Curse. Did you watch The Curse? You haven't watched it? No. Okay. It's Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone. You will hate it. Oh, no. I I would hate it. I believe you would hate every second of it. And it intrigued me, but we hate Nathan Fielder in our house. So. Yeah, I know. And it's not like. It's not, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling with it and I love oh. Nathan Fielder. Okay. So it's interesting. I mean, I might watch a couple more episodes just to see if it gets better. Cause mm-hmm. I, I often, as you know, like to shit all over pilots. I always think pilots are terrible and then they end up being my favorite show. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we'll and God anyway. love you. We have started watching Jury Duty with Casey and he's oh. loving it. Cause we already watched it and loved it. Yeah. And at the time we didn't think about it as a family show, but. Now we were two episodes in and he's laughing his ass off. So it's fun. Oh, that's cute. I love that you rewatch things. I, I'm not that good of a parent. I would never rewatch anything with my child. Well, we're doing friends with him now. So oh, God, that's we're a only in season rewatch. three. We've got a ways to go. How do you, when do you watch all this television? Do you guys, is that what you do over the weekends? You just start at I'm like gonna, 9 okay. a.m.? I'm going to say something to you and America that I never wanted to admit yeah. But we watch TV when we eat dinner. Oh, okay. 
Oh, the judgment. Did you all hear it? <laughs> oh, you're that kind of family. Oh. We discuss world no. issues and sing in harmony through dinner. No, I mean, it makes sense. The The dinner, the trays fit. The, di- the TV dinners fit on the trays and they're in front of the TV. Like, it makes sense that you guys would watch television while you're eating. Your we have steak. one of those coffee tables that lifts right up like pigs to a trough. You just lean over <laughs> a little bit and your face is right there. I know. Wasn't um, that like your first anniversary gift or like after the first time you guys had sex, Jeremy gave that to you as a gift, wasn't it? <laughs> right, when we gave up? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. No, we we shopped for it and got it. Now it's in our playroom. It's no longer nice enough for the living room. But uh, so, yeah, we eat while we watch. We watch TV and an episode and we we talk, but we mostly sure watch an episode during dinner. There, I said it. I, I don't have any judgment about that. Oh, God. <laughs> so gross. If you could all see her pious little face. Oh my god. We watched Quiz Lady on Hulu. Pete, play that funky trailer, please. Yes. Hi, I have some bad news. We lost your mom. What? Sorry, that was terrible phrasing. I meant we don't know where she is. Oh, I think your sister's here. Annie, it's finally happened. Oh my god, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here. We're orphans. Oh my god, you're orphan Annie. She's oh my god. not dead. She ran away. Tough bitch. And yum. Your mom owes me 80 grand. When you have it, you'll get your dog back. I don't have any money. You can sell your eggs. I mean, it's not like you're using them. No, there has to be another way. What is the square root of 196? 14. Correct. How many hearts does an octopus have? Three. Correct. What? Saffron. Saturn. Aphrodite. Apollo. Aries. Carbon dioxide. The equal sign. Correct. Oh my God. You know this game. This is how you're going to make the money. I'm taking you to the quiz. Look out. Learn how to drive. Racist. Oh. Hi. Come on. It's going to be fun. I'm not sleeping on the floor. I'm not sleeping on the floor either. I sleep on the chair. I don't want to sleep in a sitting position. Oh, my God. Hold up. I can't play on live TV in front of millions of people. Once you get to it, I know you gotta get through hair and makeup. I already went through hair and makeup. Well, then you missed the spot. I can't do this. Am I sweating? Yeah. You know what? Put your arms down. You're having a panic attack. Doctors prescribe these. Is that cocaine? <laughs> oh, stevia. Do you, do you ever use stevia, the sweetener? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it in my pocket. Win or lose, we'll do it together. That is definitely broken. I bet you I could pop it back in my cell. No, I can't. I'm going to throw up. How can I ever thank you? Maybe like a drink later? Well, I'm married. And gay. Why did you have to say two reasons? Okay, so I hope that made sense for everybody. This movie was directed by Jessica Yu and written by Jen D'Angelo, whose career I want. And she, I think she's 14 and a half and has written for amazing stuff. So jealousy really aside, what did you think of Quiz Lady? I got to tell you, I was uh, a little skeptical, uh, but I, I loved it. I totally thought I started it thinking, oh, I'll probably stop it halfway through because... 
you know, I'll get through it somehow. I don't know. I, it was late at night, to be honest. And I and I was, was like, was this last oh. night on your? No, no, my night alone in the house. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. I watched it a couple nights ago, and I w- just thought I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I don't know why. I just was like, eh, sometimes comedies, like, you know, they've been hit or miss, actually, mm-hmm. in the past. Lately, though, the comedies have been pretty on point. I'm a sucker. I am not, maybe I'm not as critical as I used to be, but I loved it. I was so unsure about Sandra Oh at first because I have never seen her be this broadly comedic, and I thought she was unbelievable. I thought she was a revelation. And they released the Kraken, right? I mean, she can't can't put that back in a bottle. She was absolutely hilarious, comedically perfect, so over the top, yet moments of very grounded heartbreak and pathos. Yes. I loved her. And I just thought I wrote what a joy for an actress who has done primarily drama and looked worried on screen for 30 years. Now she got to be this broad comedic character i it transformed my admiration for her i i mean i admired her but to go from killing eve to quiz lady and to Mm -hmm. do it flawlessly i was just i mean i was stunned and there are things like i thought that uh she was a little bit older for the part like she was a little too old for the part and i thought that aquafina is so wild and quirky in her own way that her playing like a shut-in. Like, it was very clear they were both like, ooh, I've never gotten to do that before. I want to right. try my hand at that. And so in that way, you know, I I say that as a compliment. I think she was fighting the fact that there she was a little miscast in a way. Like, you know what I'm saying? But she killed it and I totally bought it. I because they justified it in the script It when Aquafina is like six her Jenny that played by Sandra O oh, is 18 and already yeah. you know like living her life so there yeah, was supposed to be a, an age difference between 10 years. Them. it wasn't yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were supposed to be 3 years apart you know yeah no they're supposed to be 10 years apart only 10 yeah i think it, that's what it was oh okay uh, um, but either way i i wasn't saying it as a downer i was saying like wow the performance is she's so undeniable in this it's like you know, whatever a person you don't expect, like if Patrick plays a blue collar guy, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know he had that color. Right. This is Mandy's way of saying my husband's so classy and erudite that no one would know blue collar. No, I'm saying he plays the rich scumbags. He always plays the doctor or lawyer with a secret. He's yeah, he's he's always a Kennedy. He's <laughs> right. No, I know. Yeah. Or in the case of Friends. A nurse. That's true. But it didn't seem so girly in in Iraq. That's his line in Friends, in case you didn't (laughs) know that. Wow. Um, Are you, did you have a fan club meeting last night? And you guys went over (laughs) some of his better moments? Well, first of all, I could, I could quote every line from Friends. So that's true. (laughs) Patrick just happened to be in one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, let's talk casting for a moment. Because Aquafina and Sandra Oh... Or don't look alike. They have wildly different energies in this movie. But I did buy them as sisters. And the casting of young Aquafina was crazy. Oh, yeah. Everybody tune into the movie just to see <laughs> that yep. there is a six-year-old or eight-year-old or whatever, however old she was, out there in the world who looks exactly like Aquafina. Yep. Yep. Right? It was amazing. It was 
Yeah. Jared was like, look it up. Does Aquafina have a daughter that age? Could it be her daughter? But no, <laughs> it's not her daughter. It's just yeah. really good casting. So agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that I just what I liked so much about this movie is that it's a very predictable plot. It's not it's not reinventing anything. It just took some of the humor to the next level. Oh, and yeah. Sandra O's oh character is introduced when Aquafina is at the nursing home where their mother is. And the nursing home is saying, we can't find your mom. She's wandered off or she's run away. And Aquafina's stressed. And in the background, blurry, you see a <laughs> just zany woman running through the parking lot. And that's Sandra O. Oh. And she's tiny in the background. And then she gets hit by a car <laughs> and thrown and then gets up and keeps running. And it was so unexpected. And it takes comedy to the next level, you know? Yeah. Yep. And that's that's how I roll. I really, I liked it. Uh, yeah. They, they, they made really great jokes. One of the... Oh. So... The premise is that Aquafina loves this quiz show like Jeopardy and they need money. It was a flimsy plot point, right? They're, mm. They kidnapped her dog because they owe money that the mom owed. But yeah, very silly. The, the passion so, for the dog was, I thought, an interesting choice, like just a dumb stakes thing. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The stakes could have been better set out. But so yeah. Sandra O oh secretly films her sister Annie answering all the questions on the quiz and then posts it online. And one of the comments was, hating the quiz lady is racist, but liking her is even more racist. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like, yeah, that's our world. Our world sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I loved that through line of all of the, like, Sandra O oh saying that things were racist, but then not sure if they were, and then when she was being racist, like, that was something that her character kept doing mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And it was so, it was so clean, you know? It was done with this real curiosity, an observational kind of humor. Yeah. Uh, and it was great, yeah. And I wonder, and this is, I don't know if we could ever find this out, but the writer Jen D'Angelo is Caucasian, and I wonder if she wrote this for these actresses or it was just two sisters, ages 35 and 45, you know, and then what they got Aquafina and Sandra O oh and had to put in all the race stuff because there's a lot of race in this movie. Yeah. And she's uh, white. The writer. Jen D'Angelo is, yeah, Caucasian. Wow. So I don't know. I remember once being told when my writing partner and I developed a show set in London and I was told you can't create a show set in London because you guys aren't British. Like there are rules in Hollywood these days. You can't write characters in other ethnicities. Yes. It's verboten. So, yes. And I'm just curious how that came to be. I if you write a character like you, you like I can't write like a black story, like, you know, like a black neighborhood and like. You know, people would be like, why are you the person? But I can have a black character in my story. But if I do that, then I have to. It's interesting. Like, you have to make sure it's authentic, right? Like, that was part of the process for this last, the screenplay reading that we did. We, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a, a black character and then asked him, like, 
does this feel authentic? Like this is a written by a white woman. So mm-hmm. would would you say, would you feel what what about this script? What did we miss that's authentic to your experience in this scenario? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so they probably did that. And maybe the actress even pitched some things or I don't or know. maybe the director did. Is the director Asian? Jessica Yu is is uh, I'm assuming Chinese, but I, I don't know. She's Asian. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I figured. So maybe there was something, some part of that that made it right. feel, because it it was very, it felt very um, organic and authentic to these specific women. Right. Yeah. But it would just be interesting if there were two other actresses in mind that yeah. weren't Asian. Did the, yeah. did all the jokes change or did some of the references change? Or It would have had to, right? Or, right. I mean, it, it might be possible that, like, you know, her best friend is Korean or, you know, or something like that she hangs, that all her friends are Korean, that she knows that world so well that she could have written mm-hmm. something that was very specific about somebody that she knew and written their story. Mm-hmm. I would be really curious to know that, actually. Because I do think that's a, that is a different thing. I think I think if you have a, a firsthand, it's it's a true story and you have the best take on it and you know the world so well that then that then you can write something like that very safely. Right. I think you're pronouncing it wrong. It's not Korean, it's Canadian. Sandra O oh is Canadian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. It's all part of this PC culture and Hollywood trying to stay ahead of it and be, you know, completely uh, accurate and respectful of all cultures, which I support. But it is scary when you're told, oh, you can't write that. You're a white lady. You can't write that, you know, so. And then they also say you can't make a movie with, you know, straight male leads. And then those are still in in rampant abundance. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Aquafina's character is Annie, and she is living in a townhouse next to her landlady, played by Holland Taylor. Oh, God, I love National treasure Holland Taylor, who's also a little edgy and sassy in ways that you just don't expect. But I I love Holland Taylor, and I remember her on Bosom Buddies. I don't know if you were familiar with Bosom Buddies. Um, excuse me? Okay. I was a religious fanatic. There's a lot of TV from back then that you missed. So I didn't know about Bosom Buddies. How old was Holland Taylor when she did Bosom Buddies? Have we talked about this on the podcast? No, I have no idea. What what would you think? You're watching Bosom Buddies and you're like, oh, Ruth, the (laughs) the austere boss lady. Just because I have no idea, by the way, that doesn't mean that we haven't talked about it. Um, (laughs) Just because I don't remember. But um, no, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, at the, I probably at the time thought she was 40 or 50, right? But maybe she was right. 30. She was 38. But I beg all of you to look back at a picture of Holland Taylor from Bosom Buddies. She looked late 40s, 50. Yeah. Well, and like, weren't the Golden Girls like in right. their 50s or, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was so <laughs> interesting because now she's 80. And I was like, but wait a minute, she's been doing this for you know, a thousand yeah. years. So, yeah. <laughs> I thought and it was I interesting too because she, yeah, well, me too. She usually plays these like really erudite, yep. smart, wealthy. She has that, right? Uh, she like is Kennedy. the Patrick Fabian mm-hmm. of octogenarian women. Yeah. And this is her playing a straight up crazy old neighbor lady. Like 
cranky, you know, upset about you kids get off my lawn kind of neighbor lady, which I thought was really fun. I mean, she allowed herself to look 80, man. Like there was no Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, she was not glammed up at all. It was very cool. All of these women were very surprising in the roles that they got to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, And they embark on this uh, road trip, if you will, to go be on this quiz show. Uh, The quiz show hosted by the one and only Will Ferrell. Oh, my God. He's so funny. I needed more Will Ferrell. He was great, but I needed more. He was so great. He was like the game show version of Ted Lasso, right? He was doing that. I'm the kindest man alive. I never say an unkind word to anyone, you know, like even keeled has a just gentle, just a gentle little lamb Mm -hmm. with his different bow ties for every show. Yeah. That was such a great device. And Jason Schwartzman as oh. the returning champ. What's Ken Jennings, the guy from from Jeopardy? Although Ken Jennings is now the host and he seems like a nice guy. This guy was not a nice guy. He was <laughs> smarmy and gross. And ah. Jason Schwartzman was hilarious. He was. He Now, he always has been. Did, um, I, did you ever watch, um, was it Bored to Death? Jer did. I didn't. With Ted Danson. Uh, yeah. And Zach Galifianakis. Actually, I had forgotten about that show until this very moment, but it is it was one of my favorite, favorite shows. It just was fantastic. And he has that very like know it all, but funny, vulnerable. But he has he's he reminds me of. um, Oh, gosh, I guess kind of like that uh, Napoleon Dynamite thing, these quirky characters that mm-hmm. when you look at them, you go. Who are you? You're you're mm-hmm. someone's accountant. You're not like a, a guy with confidence at a big a big swing and dick, for lack of a better right. phrase. But they but right. they have this quiet confidence that you go. I don't. It's really disarming and hilariously funny. And he does that really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as does Tony Hale in a very yes. funny role as Ben Franklin. Uh, ben Franklin. Hotel owner. <laughs> oh my God. I was very crying weird and with very laughter. Funny. And that I was know, so, so I really liked the tone of the comedy because it it ranged from these super broad set pieces like her getting hit by a car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and then these small exchanges like between Sandra O oh and Tony Hale about why he's calling himself Ben Franklin. It's like she's unpacking this. Wait, are you Ben Franklin? Because if you right. are, you wouldn't have phones and computers and right. You know, or are you a guy playing Ben Franklin? And if so, right. then and why he has are you braces? Like, by the way, yeah, Ben Franklin with braces. Yeah, how I'm dying to know if that was in the script or if that was like an actor pitch or a wardrobe pitch. Like oh, they it just was so they were funny. So, it pushed it really to me. It pushed it to the edge of comedy, like as funny as it could be without it. What do you say, jumping the shark? Like it didn't get so big that they lost me. Like that, there's a silly choice for, for him me. to have braces. I, I have yeah. heard that criticism of the movie, but not for me. Oh, yeah, I, no, I, I don't it, think it towed the line really nicely. Yeah, um, I mean the the dog storyline is probably the thing I was like, I don't. That's just silly, right? And it but didn't that do wasn't much an attempt me. at comedy. That was a plot point. I'm not. I think the plot might be weak here in yeah. general, but. The laughter was so real and frequent that I don't care. Yeah. I don't need a better and, plot if I'm laughing. 
Yes. And also at the character relationship were great. Like the sister's yeah. relationship was really fun. So you're right. Like if you're laughing and then you're enjoying their dynamic and the stakes really is, are these sisters going to refine each other at the end of this, of a pretty bumpy childhood where neither of them were parented worth crap. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a classic setup, not the first yeah. time we've seen it, but done really, really well. So I don't care. I'll watch that setup over and over and again. Um, yeah. There, I agree. There was one scene that was very triggering and way too close to home for me <laughs> when Sandra O oh breaks her hand. <laughs> it is a very funny visual. And they go to the hospital and... Uh, she throws herself at the doctor and and the doctor says, no, that's OK. I'm married and I'm gay. And she looks at him and with the smallest deadpan crushed spirit, she says, why'd you have to say two reasons? <laughs> I thought it was such a funny moment. I'm married and I'm gay. And it does bring up a story from our past, Mandy Fabian. Oh, yeah. Calling you from the ER. Yes. And saying, Mm -hmm. I broke my toe and my toe was flopping off to the side the wrong way. (laughs) It was awful to look at. It was awful. I mean, it was, yeah. It was worse to look at than to feel. Like, I, once (laughs) it broke, it was just hanging there and I was fine. And Mandy, my, my wonderful neighbor who I barely knew had to lift me up and put me in his truck and take me to the hospital. So kind of him. And Mandy, I called Mandy. She came racing to the hospital to meet me and tell my neighbor to go home. It was very nice. And in walks Dr. Reed Bracken, <laughs> the handsomest doctor. And Mandy, he walked out and Mandy starts trying to find ways to injure herself so he would treat her and get nice and close to her. And we were, and I might have been on something at that point, some heavy duty painkillers. We were laughing so hard. Uh. Dr. Reed Bracken, right? Oh my God. I can't believe you remember. I love that you remember his name. Oh, that was really, I mean, that makes me want to break something so that we can go back. We do well in an emergency room. That was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We were great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh. I I know. That's funny that you bring up that the power of two in those waiting rooms. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was more than words, right? Could have been. I, I'm not even joking. We probably did sing more than words in harmony in that emergency room. We um, might have. I want to go back to that joke, though, because that was a funny example of a joke that I thought was really funny, but I can't tell you why I thought it was funny. Like, if you wrote that in a script, you'd be like, I don't know, maybe I don't understand why that joke is so funny. But it was. Sandra it made o. me laugh. Why'd you have to it give was Sandra? Oh, she was so it was hurt. Uh, it, there was just something so funny about her delivery of a, what I thought was a very good joke, and her delivery just elevated it. I thought she did that for most of it. Like it was, it was really good joke writing, but her expert handling of it just was, it was next level. It made it really, yeah. yeah. And I instantly so much, wanted her in all of my projects. <laughs> yeah, there were so many good sight gags. Like Aquafina's like. Am I nervous? Am I sweating? And she lifts her arms up and they're the, oh. the largest, most obvious pit stains we've ever seen on film. Sandra O oh, waking up with one of those paper masks dried and cracked onto her face. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of those paper masks, but you're not supposed to sleep in them. So it was 
Oh, it, yeah. There was just a lot of physical, yes. funny jokes. When she um, shoves her into the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, I forgot. How did she get her into the trunk? But it was really funny. Did she back into her or what did she do? No, she had the neighbor trick her into bending over to get the newspaper. And then Sandra O leaped out of the bushes and shoved her in the trunk. And she was like, I made it really nice. I put food and snacks and like slammed the trunk on her. She kidnapped her, essentially. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was really funny. And when she comes out of the trunk and then they're fighting in the car while they're driving, like it was so silly, but it was really just funny. Yeah, she, yeah, Aquafina comes crawling out like the girl in the ring. She comes crawling out of the trunk into the car. It was really, yeah, I, yeah. People, we say, see yeah. Quiz Lady, how many man jobs would you give it? I'd give it, I mean, I'd give it three and a half. Oh, I would give it four. Yeah. I That's really like it. closer. Yeah, I and like I it forg- too. I forgive things. If, if you can make me laugh, your plot can be dumb. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to make me cry and your plot is dumb, then we have issues. But yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it was really stellar comedy and very surprising. And like, I I totally enjoyed it. I think the thing that makes it the difference between a three and a half or four and a five for me is that other component of like, I I did feel something, but it wasn't like, you know, I like the movies that give a little bit more, I don't know. There's more meat on the bone, maybe. But, like, there was nothing wrong with this movie. A perfectly enjoyable, like, B-treaty, fun, original comedy. I loved it. Totally valid. Now, before we get to our business, I also assigned you a bonus thing to watch, and I'm wondering if you watched American Mandel. (gasps) I did. I did watch American Mandel. The name. I had to. The pilot? Yes. Yes. I watched it. And what did you think? I did not enjoy it. I fell asleep. (laughs) Oh my God. I oh, know. I hate you. No. Oh, what? I, what? I know. I, but also remember, we have been building up to this for ages. And anytime anybody builds something up and says, this is so funny, and then it's all about dick pics, you know, dick pics don't make me laugh. You know this from Superbad. We had this argument about Superbad when he's drawing dicks all over his I know. notebook. And I but look over and not about is helplessly It's giggling. about. I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. The, I shouldn't have. Well, no, no, no. But I have to tell you, I loved the whole premise. I loved the high school AV club doing this fake mock documentary. I thought that style was really funny and fresh and interesting. And I thought that was really cool. And I loved the lead actor who we saw also in theater camp. I can't remember his name right now. Jimmy Tatro. Yeah, he's great. He's just yeah. really grounded and yeah. funny. So there were a lot of things I really enjoyed about it. It was late. I did fall asleep, just mostly because it was kind of the same. It was sort of the same note. Like once I got it, then I was like, it just didn't keep me. But also maybe I was just tired that night. I might go back and and try another one. But there wasn't like stakes and things. I think that's why I like movies. If the stakes are low, but it's making me laugh, I can stick with it for two hours. But if it's a whole series, the stakes are low and it's making me laugh. I'm like, yeah, but I can laugh other places. (laughs) I just, I love that it makes me actually curious, did he do this crime or not? And I kept going back and forth the way you do on a true crime documentary where you're like, he's innocent, Scott Peterson. Or no, I think he must have done it. He's the only one who could have done it. And oh, that's interesting. You didn't feel that? Well, no, because uh, it was, I 
it was so silly. It felt like a, you know, like it was, it was, it was obviously so fictional. Do you know what I mean? It, it felt like it was more comedy than an actual crime or mystery to solve. Do, do you know oh, what I mean? I, so I, I dug, I dug the, I dig the actual, uh, aspect of did he or didn't he and he says well now i can't go to college and i'm gonna lose my girlfriend and so there are some stakes he wants to be found innocent oh that's interesting okay well you know what maybe i will watch another episode with that in mind if they take you on that ride in the in the first pilot and again i did fall asleep a little bit but it felt like it was just him going i didn't do it and then them interviewing a bunch a bunch of people about how he's the kind of guy who would do this and how everybody thinks he did it. Done mm-hmm. in a very funny way. Yeah. But just, yeah. And uh, there's an actor in this uh, who's basically the narc. I can't remember the, his name. He's so annoying. He's like, I saw him do it. Oh, I yes. saw him. And he it's reminds Callum me of the... Worthy. Yeah. Who we loved on that TV show. Oh my gosh. With, um, Rachel Bloom, what's the TV show? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No, about the TV show. The TV show about the TV show. Oh, yes. Rebooted. Yes, that's right. Yes. And he was amazing in that miniseries, The Act, with Patricia Arquette and Joey King. He was so creepy and real. And he's a really talented young actor. And I had already seen him in this, but I didn't put those pieces together because he's really funny and goofy on this one. Isn't that fun? God, I love it when people can do both like that. It's, so it's just stunning. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was really great too. He kind of reminded me of the guy from The Patient. Yes. Right? Yes. They had similar. I was like, is that the same guy? But it wasn't. Donald wasn't. Gleason. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not yeah. the same guy. But yeah, no. there's a, a vibe yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to talk about uh, American, American Vandal. Vandal. Please reach out on socials at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens. Or I'll watch at another Mandy episode. Fab. Yep, yep, Mandy Fab. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we play our game, we should tell you that The Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit the five stars and leave us a review. Write a review and reach out and connect with us. We love to hear from you. And it we helps love us it. grow. You can also come and find us on the Discord. There's a mancave.com slash Discord. Join us in our chat rooms. Uh, you see behind the scenes uh, pictures. Most of the behind the scenes stuff, though, is for fandies. So for $5 a month, a mere $5, uh, less than a price of a pair of shoes, you, it's less than shoes, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's like, depends, depends on what you're shoes. wearing. Yeah, yeah, it depends on what you're wearing. But um, you can become a Fandy. Go to mancave.com slash Fandy. That's how we keep the lights on here, which I guess we could podcast in the dark technically, but you know what I'm saying. It's very helpful and we love it. And you get uh, bonus content, birthday messages and uh, special little audio and video things. I'm going to try to convince Mandy to post her recent Taylor Swift lap dance that nearly made me leave my husband for her. And uh, we haven't even discussed the sexual tension, but that's okay. Uh, so, yeah. And I think that's it. Oh, and we have merch. We have sexy, cool merch. Mancave.com slash merch. Go check it out. Lots of fun. Our talented team of designers has made all kinds of giddy good uh, gifts for you for the holiday season coming up. So, thank holidays. you. And holidays. Okay. So, I attempted this game when we did the dream and I blew it. So, we are back to... I'm going to read you three articles 
about crazy road trips like our two ladies took in this movie. You're going to tell me which one is the real article. Are you ready? Okay, sure. Starts with a headline. Couple returns to the wrong resort to celebrate 50th anniversary. When Franklin Emersmith planned a road trip to celebrate five decades of wedded bliss with his bride, Carol, he planned an epic journey from their hometown of Berwick, Maine, to the Full Moon Resort in the famed Catskill Mountains. His idea was to recreate every step along the way and renew their vows in the same place they honeymooned. First stop, Portland, Maine, where they took a picture on the beach wearing the same clothes as in the original. Then he surprised his beloved with breakfast at Sullivan's Diner in Springfield, Massachusetts, where he took the liberty of ordering her favorite French toast with bananas and honey instead of syrup. Upon arrival at the full moon, they checked in to the same cottage they'd stayed in 50 years prior. It was the height of romance, if not for one problem, a major problem. As Carol told Candy Fine of the Catskills Times, I've never been to the Catskills before. Frank was here with his first wife, Lenore. To make matters worse, Carol told the paper she had only been married to Franklin for 22 years. He gets confused sometimes. I mean, what kind of a bleep eats honey on French toast? But he tries, and I love him for it. Franklin, for his part, was embarrassed, but thankful the resort upgraded them to the honeymoon suite. (laughs) That is choice number one. Okay. Choice number two. Father-son duo drive from Virginia to Ontario to buy 40 bags of ketchup chips. A father-son duo from Virginia took a lengthy road trip to Niagara Falls to buy ketchup chips. Rich Lieberman and his 15-year-old son Jacob took off in an old army jeep that could not go past 50 miles per hour. We only crossed the border to buy the chips, Rich Lieberman said to CTV News over the weekend. We joked it was a grocery run. We had some time to kill before school starts. The two wound up purchasing 40 bags of ketchup chips when they arrived at Jim's No Frills in Niagara Falls. Impressed with their journey, the owner posted a picture of them on Facebook. Jacob Lieberman first tried ketchup chips when he and his father took a road trip in 2022 that spanned the entire United States and half of Canada. (laughs) We saw the ketchup chips and thought it was kind of weird, honestly. I'd never heard of such a thing, he told CBC News. But I knew I liked ketchup and I knew we liked chips. So we bought a bag. (laughs) Jacob became an instant fan while Rich was less was far less interested. Rich is aware he could have ordered the chips online, but he took the trip with his son just for the journey. Okay. Third. Are you are you auditioning for wait, wait, don't tell me? Like, are you submitting writing samples? Because these are I might be. Okay. I might be. Yeah. You should. Top notch. Thank you. Real life Thelma and Louise meet Brad Pitt. Who hasn't who hasn't said life is like a box of chocolates on a bus stop bench or yelled, I'm walking here at a cab in NYC. We've all tried to recreate our favorite movie scenes at one time or another. But lifelong besties Ronnie Stedman and Shelley Beeks took it one step further, one giant step further. After seeing Thelma and Louise on the big screen a dozen times, then wearing out their VHS copies, Shelley and Ronnie decided to recreate the infamous cinematic road trip their on-screen heroines took. After renting a Ford Thunderbird Thunderbird convertible, they left their hometown of Manhattan, Kansas and blazed their way through the Ozarks. Although no crimes were committed, they did shout at truckers like their on-screen counterpart. At one point, Shelly wanted to get a water gun and steal a pack of gum, but I thought that was going too far, says Ronnie. (laughs) 
<laughs> a couple hundred miles in, however, their car broke down, and a kind passerby took them to a diner in Oklahoma City, where they met none other than J.D. himself. That's Brad Pitt for you non-super fans. He was in town filming scenes for Moneyball and graciously signed their napkins and picked up their tab. It was like a dream come true, says Ronnie of The Encounter. Our next trip, we are going to take a cruise and hope to meet Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Which one is real? Oh, the my goodness. Thelma and Louise, the <laughs> couple going to the wrong resort, or the ketchup chips? Um, I feel like the couple going to the wrong resort is the real one. That sounds great. Well, I have the person on the line who has the real story. No, I don't. <laughs> That's what they say on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Sorry. <laughs> that would have been good. Uh, Was I no. close? Okay. You are not close. Do you want to try another one? Uh, ketchup chips? Ketchup chips was real. There you go. I loved that headline. Yeah. They drove from Virginia to Ontario to buy 40 bags of ketchup chips. That is so funny. Ew. <laughs> oh, um, my God. That's great. Well, I think the real victory here is that I didn't blow it this time. So you didn't blow it. Did you blow so it? So thank the last you for time? playing. I don't even remember you yes, blowing cause I, it. Yes, because I used the example from the podcast and you were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I blew it. Thanks for making me tell that again. I appreciate oh. it. Oh. Let's talk about other mistakes. Oh, wait, we could do that in the next one. Okay. Um, well, I have something I'm going to assign you. Yay! And I'm very, very excited about this because I think this, well, I, I don't want to tip my hand, but I'm excited about this. But you may have already seen this because it's an older film. So okay. if you have, I have a updated choice. But oh. have you ever seen The D Train? No. Oh, yes! Yes! I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you a thing, but you are going to watch The D Train and we're going to okay. talk about it. All right. Okay. I'm excited. Until then. Until then. Oh, you shouldn't maybe let Casey watch it. I don't think it's a movie for Casey. I'm hoping D stands for. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, well I'll see you I later. Will see you next week. We'll podcast next week, but I will see you later to celebrate yes. the momentous occasion of my birth. Yes. Yeah. All right. Love you. Love you. Hey!